Take my love, take my land, take me to where I cannot stand. I don't care, I'm still free, you can't take the sky from me. Take me out to the black. Tell them I ain't coming back. Burn the land and boil the sea. You can't take the sky from me. Leave the men where they lay. They'll never see another day. Lost my soul, lost my dream. You can't take the sky from me. I feel the black reaching out. I hear its song without a doubt. I still hear and I still see that you can't take the sky from me. Lost my love, lost my land, lost the place I could stand. There's no place I can be since I've found serenity. And you can't take the sky from me. My shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. on fucking fire and it needs people to help put it out we require as a species as humans an entirely new generation 
of the strongest leaders we can cultivate. This is today's theme. Welcome to War of One. Here we are. I like that. (laughs) God, it's great. Uh, So, here we are. The storm of change is always blowing through the Mindwave universe, and I am invoking the oblique strategy card. Today's card. Switch places. Trade places. I'm doing the Mad Hatter thing. Uh, Fred. The helm is yours. Well, thank you. Um, Welcome to whichever podcast it is on which you are listening to this. I'm Fred, and this will be my front porch. It will be something else in Mindwave, and Robert may want to use this too. I want to introduce someone. I assume everyone knows Jenner. If you don't, you're not paying attention. But um, (laughs) this is a unique thing. I have not talked with Robert, and it's got to be 25 years. Um, But... I taught Robert when he was in sixth grade, which is the last time I've seen him. So probably Mm -hmm. 20 years. Um, But Robert, please, before we do, I got to say this. Okay. (laughs) I have been telling the story for 20 years and I, but I'm not going to tell it because I want to, I want to hear it from your point of view. Okay. Um, Tell about um, Hamlet and how you go. You're up. Okay. So um, gosh, that was, let me go back, you know, that was 25 years ago. That's so crazy. Um, so yeah, we're, we're doing Hamlet. It's, it's, um, my fifth, fifth grade, sixth grade year, something like that. And I get cast as Hamlet and you cast me as Hamlet and you must've saw something in me. So that was good, I guess. And, uh, I took it upon myself to learn the entire soliloquy, the to be or not to be soliloquy. And, um, it was hard, but, we, we did like an abridged version in the, uh, in, in the school. So I took it upon myself to learn the actual, uh, fourth, uh, fourth quarto, uh, of the Shakespeare text. And I did it to my best of best of my abilities being that young and, uh, got nothing but praise from you, from my parents, from fellow students, everything like that. And that kind of just kickstarted me into what I do now. And what do you do now, Robert? So I actually, I, gosh, what don't I do? To be honest, um, I, I, my my main passion, of course, is theater. Um, that pretty much kickstarted me into theater. So I do acting, directing, um, music directing, um, act coach, uh, acting coach. Um, I do pretty much everything in the theater, like literally everything in the theater now because of that. Um, because of that kicking off point. Um, so I do that. That's my passion. I get paid for it, you know, here and there. And I, from there, I branch off into like, I have a band that I perform regularly. I do uh, voiceover work as well. And then of course I do my own like streaming where I, it's, it's the pop or the people person thing of me because of acting and theater um, I do a lot of streaming and and like on Twitch and things like that. And uh, because of that kicking off point, I wouldn't be doing any of that. Well, there we are. Thank you. Um, 
<laughs> that's that's uh, okay. He told it. See, I haven't been lying for 25 years, just so everybody no. knows. Um, pay teachers more. Hashtag pay teachers more. Uh, heck yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> they but, fucking work. They change dude, lives, kids. Exactly. But see, Robert's one of us. He's one of those people that is like, wait, how can I create? How can I do it better? What am I going to, you know, um, which my passion, you know, and uh, in those days, all I could do was teach. But now look what else we can do. And uh, it's it's extraordinary. Um, And since it it will be, you know, in the gratitudes on some on some crap. But um, first, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the equipment that you sent um jenner sending the starship but i really needed part this part of the engine room to make it work thank you it is going to make a huge difference and i am very grateful for those who don't know uh jenner is sending me a a uh, a macbook air which is going to be infinitely more powerful than what i have now and then robert sent me the accessories to make the damn thing work and so thank you everyone of course yeah no I, i i totally know where you were like, I've been there, you know what I mean? And I was like, a, a couple years back, I'm like, okay, I need this and this and this. And I didn't have a good job to do anything. Like I couldn't buy things. I couldn't do that. And so I had someone that helped me. So I felt like pay it forward, you know, and do something like that. You know, Jenner did an amazing thing for you. I did something that's not as amazing, but I, you know, it's, it's amazing to me. And it and is amazing. Ho- hopefully, you know, you know, yeah. No, it's amazing. There's no debate about this. I'm sorry. No, no. This was awesome. If everybody did this, there would be no suffering in the world. That's the truth. That is the truth. And I I mean, it's just it's just being good by your fellow man, honestly, like our woman. I mean, fellow person, you know, it's being good by them and being knowing that that, yeah, you might not get it back from that person. But next, you know, two weeks later, you might get something from someone else that that it's it's. It's almost like the karma almost, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you get the, you do something nice here, two months down the line, someone helps you out with your car that broke down, you know, something like that. It's if everybody, as, as you said, if everybody did that, it would, this world would be like, like night and day of what it is now. Yes. Yeah. I fully expect to get lots back though. I'm just, I'm just, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is an investment. It's, it's not charity. This is a, this is an oh, yeah. investment, a heavy. No, one. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what you can do with that. Honestly, oh, like none of uh, us can, we're all just like counting the fucking minutes until he gets this thing. <laughs> I've been yeah, listening to some of the, uh, some of the older uh, episodes of your podcast. And I'm like, I just can't wait to hear like what your brain's going to do. Yeah, you know? thank you. Um, you know, I, and please don't listen to the old things. I'm very. Oh no, no, I listened to that pilot and I loved it. God, that it, it, it's nine <laughs> minutes of. I mean, no audio quality at all. The cheesiest fucking music. Anybody? Hey, by the way, you're old enough. I can say fuck in front of you. Yeah, yeah, we can. Um, we can all say fuck. It's fine. There we go. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck is allowed on this channel. Um, yes. Oh, oh yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I mean, I look at that and I I liked my ideas. That was fine. But I didn't know how mm-hmm. to do this yet. And uh, and I'm better than I was and nowhere near as good as I'm going to be. Um, one of the reasons I'm excited as hell about getting this equipment is the last episode I did, I did a thing with uh, Huck Finn and then 
what a bitch it is getting unemployment in Arizona. Huck Finn is Pap's mm-hmm. rant. And then the second half is my rant against the government, you know. Um, gotcha, yeah. And I want to do the second. It's an open letter I wrote to uh, Arizona's senators, uh, Kirsten Cinema mm-hmm. and uh, uh, um, Martha McSally. And I want to make a video out of this with all kinds of footage. And I'm going to be working on it for the next 36 or 48 hours. Um, and but it's going to eat my machine. I mean, it mm-hmm. is going to it is going to make lunch out of my computer. Um, and I am going to invent curse words that you never heard before when I have it all set and then something crashes because that's what's going to happen. Um, and when I get the new machine, it's like, oh, no, I want to make this video. Give me an hour. All right, make it two and I can make it really cool. And that that's going to make all the damn difference. I, you oh, know, yeah. it gives somebody, you know, give artists their tools and leave them alone and let them create and things are better. Man, if if we if I could do that, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh man, there's so many things that I want to do. Like, I do a lot already, but I, there's so much more that I want to do. Like, I have such a creative mind. Like, you and I are kindred spirits, Fred, because yeah, we like we have the same mindsets of a lot of things, and we're super creative, and and our minds just go like literally just go twenty four seven of ideas and bullshit. Like that's yeah. that sometimes just just left field, you know. And it's funny to us. Maybe it's not funny to other people, but shit, it's it's hilarious to us, yeah. you know. So yeah. I, if if I had the the correct tools and the time, oh, that would be beautiful. Yeah, and mm. yeah, and, and that's actually how Jenner and I became friends. Is mm. that he is also, you know, that way in that yeah. your brain is always. You know, for example, if you ever get a chance, I don't know if you've ever heard it, but you ought to listen to Horace's final five just to, to see what can be done when you have really hot shit equipment. Um, and, you know, when Jenner and I first got to know each other, he listened to about five minutes of my uh, version of the most dangerous game. And he said, oh, shit, he understands. He gets it. And then we started talking and I said, hey, you know, what would be awesome is if you could write me because he can write music and because he has the software and that shit. I don't. And I said, hey, it'd be awesome if you could write me a soundtrack for this story that I'm going to do for my 50th episode. Big deal for me. Um, he didn't just write me a soundtrack. He you know, did an entire soundscape. Um, you don't want to listen oh, to wow. it without your you don't want to listen to it without your headphones on. I mean, you need mm-hmm. the head. It's like you know, the Pink Floyd of podcasts. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's an experience. It's not just yes. a podcast. It's an experience. There you go. Yeah. Nailed yeah. it. And right but that's, how, <laughs> that's how Jenner and I became really close is that, and the thing is, had, you know, had I paid like Sony pictures, a hundred thousand bucks to do this, it wouldn't have been any better and probably not as good. And this was nothing about money. This was, Oh wait, let me do this. This is so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm turned on by, let me make this. Like for the last uh, several days, we've been passing back and forth my latest episode. And but wait, it's already on Patreon. Who the hell cares? We can still do some more. Um, it goes up on on uh, Anchor tomorrow night, so that it's on all the apps. And so he added another sound layer mm-hmm. that I needed. And it's like, yeah, you do it nice. because you want to. You do it because you want to. And you know, Let's make it just that, just a little bit better. Oh yeah, yeah. I, this is the, mm-hmm. every everything that we make together is my new favorite thing. But this one is really <laughs> fucking special. Oh, that's yeah. wonderful! This, this is next level shit, and it, it's going to hit hard. But it it, it needs to. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you know, you got so much in there about you know, like the 
the value of teachers and like what the fuck happened to our education system mm-hmm. uh, that we're not even allowed to teach classic literature literature to kids anymore you know like have them perform shakespeare uh mm-hmm. every from the i mean the the first half is is intense and is going to challenge the listener in in ways that they need to be challenged um, and you know robert robert was a beneficiary of the fact that they would let me do that shit mm-hmm. um if if robert if i would have had you in my last year of teaching i couldn't have done shit for you i'd have had to yeah. have you sit at a computer and take a test and nobody would have let me show you any literature we would exactly. never have gone near hamlet and i would have wasted a year of your life and which is why I quit. I, mm-hmm. because I mean, if, if you learn nothing else that year, you learned that goddamn reading is the coolest thing in the world. Um, yeah. and how much fun is that? And in my last year of teaching, you would have learned reading is really fucking boring. Um, and I only do it to pass a test on a computer that may or may not work today. And I don't want any part of it. Fuck books. I can't teach yeah. someone that that's immoral. And yeah, no, no, of course not. Like, there's 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 a certain thing like back back in in fifth and sixth grade it was like you opened up people like that with with like once you opened the book you opened yourself like it was you you in that story it was you putting yourself in that story reading through it and bringing that book home not just at school but bringing that book home and reading it at home and imagining and and letting your your imagination what just run wild with it yeah. um <clears throat> Now, nowadays, like I, I've got, I've got my godson who's, who's in second grade and they're reading, reading small books, right. And things like that. And I'm like, they're, they're learning computers like already. And I'm like, wait a second. I didn't learn a computer until like, like seventh grade, eighth grade, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I understand computers are great for the world. Like we, we all need computers. We wouldn't be doing this right now if we didn't have a computer, but, yeah. um, it's like, let them live first. You know, let them live their life first before you go and spew this electronic shit down their down their throat. Let them let them get their imaginations like going first, because then when they get to a computer, they can let that imagination run extremely wild because with a computer, you can literally do anything you want, like pretty much, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, so like when. Yeah. Go, uh, sorry. You can do literally anything. <laughs> Well, if you have a good enough one, I mean, you know, well, yeah, yeah, um, which is why I'm excited to get this one. And but yeah, no, I agree. Could we please let them play? Play is important. Do not neglect the value of play. And I'm convinced that one of the reasons that I have the imagination that I do is that when I was a kid, when I wanted to be Captain Kirk, I had to invent all of that for myself there it wasn't there now you get on a video game and play it which is fine have a good time mm-hmm. but it doesn't turn on your imagination the way the you know necessity did when i had to invent it um and it certainly doesn't if you're not reading and i don't mean decoding words i mean reading and yeah. god what is it i i don't know a better way to engage someone's imagination and once you've done that well then all of a sudden they make their living in theater you know mm-hmm. exactly mm-hmm. now now this might be a little like i don't know like not cliche not it might be a little bit touchy but like i feel like a lot of the like because because we're throwing people into into uh, or kids i'm sorry we're throwing kids into like computers real quick in their life and not opening a book not not letting their imaginations run wild not doing that i feel like a lot of these um social disorders 
come from that. You know what I mean? I feel that. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a like medical professional at all, but I feel like that's partly like why a lot of that, that happens because people are shuttered. You're shuttered as a kid. You're just into this computer stuff and you're not being able to play with your fellow people with you, you know, your, your colleagues as, or, or your, your, what are they students next to you, you know? And I feel like a lot of those like social disorders kind of stem from that a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I'm just, I, that was just something I was thinking about. And I'm like, Oh gosh, <laughs> that, that may be, I think that that's a reasonable idea. Um, I, you know, and yet yeah, we don't, I think one of the values of, of art is that it increases your empathy. And mm-hmm. I happen to be a big fan of empathy, even though I have recently read a wonderful book by Rutger Bregman that says, no, we should replace empathy with compassion. And I like that too. But I also enjoy the experience of empathy. And no, you can't have empathy for 7.8 billion people. You would simply be dead. But if you can, it, it, I don't, mind feeling empathy for as many as I can. And that comes from art. You know, Mm -hmm. we have all wept because Tom Robinson was convicted. And, you know, we have all cheered when Elizabeth Bennett works it out with Mr. Darcy. You know, Mm -hmm. that, and to me, this connects us to the human race a little more deeply. That's the function of art, which is all that I really hoped to teach. And by the way, three times two is six, please memorize that. But the rest of it was, <laughs> you know. Jenner, tell us what you think about this because I'm it, you're, you're uncharacteristically quiet. Well, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be more mindful <laughs> uh, in, in my conversations because I tend to be a Mike hog. Ah. Um, but no, Robert. I think you're you're one thousand percent nail on the head that this is this is leading to actual, you know, disorders mm-hmm. of the mind because the way that these systems were built, they were kind of built without ethics in them at all, and the social media algorithms in particular. Um, and the YouTube algorithms to a, you know, scary degree, they, the only incentive is the click and what gets clicks outrage and crazy shit. Um, it's psychological manipulation. It's really psychological warfare. Um, if I'm, I'm not even, I'm not afraid to say it's that serious because it is, it really is that serious and much of it is deliberative it's not like accidental there is a lot of you know bad actors in these domains actually exploiting uh (laughs) destroying people you know for profit um Mm -hmm. it's it's horrific and disgusting um which is just why i've completely unplugged from from facebook outside of messenger which is its own app now and i'm like fan fucking tastic i don't have to go there i don't have to ride the story of train of misery and outrage and hate and violence and just the worst of the worst of the worst shit on earth yeah. i don't have to ride that train today um and maybe i can uh you know focus and and do some dishes and hang out with my dogs and make some art because isn't it, that what it's all about oh yeah 
<laughs> as long as you have messenger, we can still communicate. That's the only part that matters is, can we communicate, please? That's, you know. Um, and yeah. by the way, come over to Chirp when we oh, when we start that. My friend Corey is among the people that is starting a new social media called Chirp with built-in cryptocurrency. And um, the nice thing is it's going to be run by human beings on algorithms. And uh, so that when something isn't working, and guess what? At the beginning, a lot of shit won't be working. Um, you can actually talk to a person who says, oh, damn, okay, let me fix that. And they will. And mm. uh, I'm looking forward to that. The incentive model, the ethical model built in of like, that's like, okay, everybody starts with a base level of coins in their thing. That's an actual cryptocurrency. And then if you're engaging, you're, you're paying to engage a um, couple coins, a coin to comment, a coin to whatever, a coin to start a group, uh, four coins here and there, whatever. You, only, you have a, a limited amount of coins. They track to actual currencies, so it, it changes how people interact. Mm -hmm. Nobody's if, if somebody had to, uh, you know, pay me $4 to come on my page and be like, fuck you, retard, you, you're so stupid, you're mentally ill, this is, why don't you get on some fucking meds? They would have to pay me four dollars to do that, <laughs> you Which know. Okay in, in, in this type That's of model, totally fine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> right. and I'm like, please, sure, sure, buddy. You know, and then all all of the wealth that's created uh, from this is by by design distributed. Uh, half of it, I think the fifty fifty model, it's half 50, of it's distributed yeah. among the content creators. So, like, so, imagine if, like, the shit that's happening on Facebook now with all the political posts and stuff like that. Imagine, yeah. like, your original, like, if someone did that on your page, you'd get paid so much money on Chirp. Yeah, that's yeah. it. And, the, and that's, <laughs> well, because. Like, I would just troll trolls for a living. Exactly. I, I have a feeling they're not, that real trolls are not going to last long on Chirp. I don't oh, think. no. Yeah. <laughs> um, They'd actually have to, like, pay money. <laughs> then we find out who the real trolls are in the world, though. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> it was this was brought up. Um, oh God, it was brought up earlier in that in that live stream. I think that you had with Corey Ferber. Yeah, um, they were talking about actually like removing the anonymity, like verifying people's identities in a certain way, taking away the anonymity from it would actually like resolve a lot of it because oh, yeah. people people become fucking monsters when they they feel like they're you know under a bridge and nobody can see them oh, I'm be spooky down here nobody can see who i am but if there was kind of like a a kind of like blue check mark level requirement for like no if you want to be taken seriously like prove you're an actual fucking human being you know i think there 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 is definitely an argument for that um we have already gone all over the place but we it should reshift ever so slightly back towards the center, which is actually like what almost all of the episode has been about in some way or another. Robert, did you notice the name of the episode? I didn't actually. It is in the URL. Oh, master builders. There we go. Yes. There we go. Um, okay. So you, you understand the reference. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you do. do, okay, do You've seen the Lego movie. Not everyone has seen oh. the Lego movie. I just watched okay. it for the first time. Last I just night. made him. I I, <laughs> I I bullied Fred for months. I'm like, you have to watch the fight. If you want to understand my creator ethic and why I get so passionate about this shit, watch the fucking Lego movie. 
And actually, that was the first time I have watched anything since Picard ended in like February or March, I think. That was the last time I, I watched Picard, which was the first time I had watched anything in years. And I haven't watched anything since. So I watched the Lego movie. But have you seen the Lego movie? I've seen I've seen most of it. So I I watched it with my godson and stuff. So right. I haven't watched Jenner, all of take it. him through it. Jenner, take him through well, it. Yeah, give me the watch crash it. course. And, and watch, while watch you do, I'm going to be as an adult. Okay. Yeah. Think it's not a kids movie. And while you do that, I got to get some soda. <laughs> take him through the Lego movie. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. I don't. I don't want to synopsize it. I I think the 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 underlying message is what is important, mm-hmm. uh, which is. You know, I mean, the main character's essentially just a, a nobody. He's a cog in the machine. He's a construction worker. You're just here to do this. Just follow the instructions. Do this. Do that. Build this. Build that. Uh, exactly how we want it. Um, and then, you know, throughout you know, throughout his process of yeah. exploring the world and getting into trouble, he's re- he realizes he has the superpower to build anything the fuck he wants. And he's actually the most powerful thing in the universe, but that's Mm -hmm. not the moral of the story is that that's everybody. Everybody is that level of superhero um, in a real tangible way, not just in a, you know, fictionalized um, kids movie. And it Mm -hmm. is centering it around creativity and community in particular. Um, I feel like that movie was made specifically for content creators. (laughs) (laughs) uh of of all uh stripes and shapes and colors uh and there's i i love that you're you're a theater guy i was Mm -hmm. that was one of the um one of the many little pots as as a social butterfly that i like to flap into is uh i had my theater friends my theater crew i did you know like um the stage lighting and and sound whatever that's called uh, mm-hmm. For several productions, and that is just a fucking blast. Oh yeah, it is. There's something kind of like magical. A bit. It's kind of like that feeling of when you're a kid and you get to go to school like at night for some night function. Mm-hmm. You kind of get that behind the scenes feel. Like the theater has a very. I I almost want want to use you know supernaturally sounding words like aura or oh, energy yeah. no, it, it, it totally does magical fucking plays that makes me feel like so it unlocks that kind of like childlike wonder and also like oh gosh okay we have to like oh god we because you can only do it once you know yeah. yep and this is this is a, as a creator myself this is why i don't like live streams because that's just like oh no because if i'm producing then i'm just like oh okay i can cut that out <laughs> that doesn't need to be in here oh yeah <laughs> if no, I fuck it up you've got uh, it that it's that one and done thing it's 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 there it's it's in the back of your mind like if i fuck up everybody here is gonna see it you know and it's and it's that's what makes theater beautiful and what makes it human because that's us in real life like if we were like right now, if we were just talking and I fuck up, we can go back and, and click, fix it. Right. But um, if we were talking in real life, we can't go back and fix it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's that that's that's why that's why I love it. And that's why it's passionate for me and as, as my biggest passion is um, is because of that realness. Um, I, I would rather go to the theater and see a see a play or a musical and things like that than sit down and watch a movie. I completely, yeah. I'm back and I completely yeah. agree. Um, and I don't know if you remember, but I do. Um, when you did Hamlet, you got a standing ovation. 
Um, mm-hmm. And there are not very many things in the world that feel uh, you can't get that feeling anywhere else. Oh, there no. is when when you when you have a live audience on their feet applauding for you. That is an emotional experience like no other. Uh, exactly. You know, I, yeah. I, I think the only thing that, that comes even close to it is is kind of the opposite. So when you're getting a standing ovation, everybody's happy, everything is like that. I've produced shows where I we do the final bow and people are weeping. And yes. it's it's that's the same feeling because it's like I know I did my job. You know, I I yes. did my job to like perf- almost perfectly. You know, I strive to be perfect. I wasn't exactly perfect because perfect is not obtainable. You know, you can always strive to be it, but, um, you know, get there. And then you've got people coming out to you just weeping still 20 minutes later. And that is, that is close to that standing ovation. Like that feeling is so. Oh no, it is. (laughs) Um, actually I did a show once some years, uh, after you, after you had moved on, um, Mm -hmm. called contractual negotiations. I produced it over at Victor Valley college. I actually put together a cast and sets and crew and did a whole grown up adult production. And I had a villain in that film or in that film, in that play. Um, And my friend Scott Bennett played him and he played him so well that when he came out for his curtain call, the audience booed. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. And yeah. And, and, you know, Scott was excited about that that wow man i got booed yes you did you kicked ass dude you know um (laughs) i just happen to love that yeah there's no better feeling in the world it's it's the wonder of fucking pure imagination it's the willy wonka shit man that there's it's this is if there is this is magic this is real magic (laughs) this if there is any real in quotes magic to talk about this is the shit they're talking about and, you know, coming into the humanity first thing and becoming part of this and connecting with people on a level digitally. I've never met almost like none of you guys I've have I met in actual real life, but I've connected more deeply with fucking any of you than ever before Um, from like. That whole process, I, I hate it when I do this. I'll start zoning out at something across the room and lose my totally lose my train of thought. It happens to all of us. Uh, yeah, no, it's why it's fuck it. Welcome, that, welcome to podcasting. I'll, exactly. I'll, I'll remember, I, I always do this and then I'll remember like 15 seconds later. And that's not the scotch, that's just like that's how my brain works like 1000% sober. So. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, it's uh, that's uh, oh, oh, that's what it was. See fucking happens every time um like that's like connecting with people for real real like this Mm -hmm. is like this is what made me get to understand why the word god exists why people tried to point at something to describe something i'm a lifelong atheist you know like Mm -hmm. as far as society is concerned i have no supernatural beliefs at all but in doing this and just like crying uncontrollably with strangers, I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally get what God is now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I totally get it. Uh, they're, they're they're using their the books are interesting, but that they're, they're using a they're using that word very differently than I think what it actually is. If there is an actual there. Yeah, mm-hmm. there, there is. a Yeah, almost. A, I mean, you're right. I'm not going to buy supernatural shit either, but the, 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 there is something 
there are more things in heaven and earth ratio than are dreamt of in your philosophy. There is something that connects shit in the oh. universe. Okay. I don't know who said that, Robert, but I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> 25 years later and I can sit and be stoned and talk to this guy. But anyway, <laughs> and I was never stoned in class, but yes, after I got home, fuck off. I'm oh, like, yeah, no, for sure. I bet we were assholes. <laughs> we were t little assholes. I get it. Yeah. Well, loved you all, but it's like, yeah. fuck, man, I need a hit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there is something that happens when you connect on a certain wavelength with people. Um, and I think occasionally people accidentally stumble into something in the universe that works, which is why, for example, Mozart didn't even, I mean, not, it, not a question if he didn't write a second draft. He didn't even scribble out notes to fix that. Wait, that one's wrong. It should have been an eighth note. Nope, nope, nope. Just, it's transcription straight down, first time, first draft, and it's right. Um, you're connecting with shit on a different level than when you can do that. You know, uh, that's exactly you're, you're understanding something that m we mere mortals cannot. Uh, and it, it's a wonderful thing when you happen to run into other people who get what you do, uh, you know, and that want to do it because they love the art. And when you love the art, I mean, Jenner and I were talking about our, our, you know, uh, imaginary 10 years from now studio where, uh, you know, one takes a roller coaster to go down into the bottom of the studio and there's games and there's, there's, there's a bar over there and there's a place to smoke up over there. And by the way, over here are the machines, go ahead and get your work done. And then, you know, or work on it when you feel like working on it and when you don't go have a bowl and, or have, or have a beer or go play a game or fuck around on the roller coaster and then come back and you work because you want to. And oh, yeah. that's, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm going to guess this, that you have found this in theater. Um, and ag again, my theater has, all, except for once, has always been with some of them very talented, but come on, sixth graders. And yes, yeah. you were awesome as a, as a sixth grader, but you're not going to tell me that you're not better now than you were then. Oh, or no, I'm, I'm thousands of times better. <laughs> I, I would assume so. You know, I mean, this is what happens. Um, but in my experience with theater, the people that want to, and I did teen theater for a while, and that was fun. We we did some anti drug plays and toured all over the all over California with that. But when I have people that want to, then I don't have to tell you go home and learn your lines. You already did that because you're so goddamn into this, and all you want to do is figure out how can I make this better than it was. And those are the people with whom I want to work. I, you know, because that's that's when you create something beautiful. That's exactly right. Like I so besides just being, you know, directing and things like that, I run a, I run a community theater up in, in Victorville. So I run that. And I mean, of course not right now because of COVID and everything, but, mm. um, but we've done it for 10 years now and it's, it's wonderful because we do everything from, you know, adult shows to kids shows and we do everything in between. We do cabarets, we do everything like that, but we get, we get some really, really super talented people. And, you know, even before the first rehearsal, I've got people that already have all their lines down. I've got people who know all the music who have, you know, everything like that. And yeah. it, 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 as you said, if they want to do it, they're going to do it. Yeah. And those are the people, but the, those are the people that are exciting though, oh, yeah. you know, and because what they're interested and I don't know why there are those of us who are, and those of us who aren't, when what you're interested in 
is not how much money can I make from this? Because I hate to tell you, we're all going to be poor most of our lives. Oh, yeah. But your interest is how can I make this more powerful? How can I create better catharsis? I mean, yeah, when they're weeping, nailed it. You know, um, how, how can I make this more beautiful? And when you have people like that, you can create the coolest shit. And my thought is always, look, at some point I'm going to be gone, but some of the stuff that I've made is going to be left behind and I'll live on a little bit in that. And that's okay for me. You know, um, what else do you want? Yeah. You, you, you want to be remembered for having done something good, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And honestly, Fred, you've left a legacy. So, you know, and, and you're not even done yet. So good job. Well, thank oh, he's you. just getting started. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like he's just getting started. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the best days are yet to come on, on this shit for sure. Um, and th- like this guy makes me cry more than anybody. This last episode, listening through it, I was just fucking bawling. It is so moving. It oh, is yeah. so intense. It is so real. He but has this passion about like, him, though, that is just... Oh, my God. It's just... He, I mean, honestly, you can talk about a fucking nail on a wall, and so you'll make someone cry, Fred. Well, you know. <laughs> did you, this is did, why I like... I'm like, I'm, fuck it. I don't need that COVID relief. I just like, no, this guy needs a goddamn starship. I don't even give a fuck. I don't need that money. It was just going to become scotch and cigarettes and monster anyway. <laughs> what a better thing to spend Exactly. It on. Exactly. Oh, God. But, you know, there's the thing. I'm, look at who I'm working with, okay? And I, I, when you can connect with, and, and that's what an artist is, I think, oh, yeah. finally, is how can I make it better? If you're not interested in how can I, if, if your first question is how much are you going to pay me, I don't want to work with you. Um, if your first question is how can I, and you know, sometimes you got to have something with which to work. If you got a shitty play, you got a shitty play, then you're going to have to figure out a way to, can I fix this? Can I do something with this to make this work? Um, and if not, well, do something else, you know, but if you've got, you've, you've got solid shit that you want to do and you, and, and, and all you want is to make it the best you really can't lose. And then please just give me the equipment. Just give me the equipment and I know I can do better and it's coming. (laughs) That's not just what that's not because you said that's what an artist is. Uh, And I'm like, that's what a teacher is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mr. Eater. That's, that's what a teacher is. A teacher is that that is teaching getting done is when you unlock the wonder in the child and get them to want to do it. Not like, here you go, go do this thing. Oh, ugh, it's a fucking chore. Yeah. Learning is dumb. Mm-hmm. That's like most of our, our entire education system now is just like some grueling fucking bullshit that rips all the joy and the imagination out of kids and just like, okay, just get in line and then eat this fucking gross you know, government supplied food that we're actually going to charge you for, you know, it's like, and who wants it? And uh, nobody, no, nobody wants this world. We need to take over education so hard and so hard. The number one thing that you have to do if you're going to teach anyone is you have to, 
if you can grab their imagination, if you can turn on their imagination, you know, then nothing can stop you. Exactly. Um, but if but if you can't reach that part of them, if you're not willing, I mean, and I'm sorry, but I'm never going to turn on your imagination with Polly and her parrot. But let me have the most dangerous game. Let me have Sherlock Holmes. Let me have Hemingway. I can do this shit. I, oh, yeah. I can, you know, I can grab you because it's exciting and it's, and it's interesting. And once I've got your attention, now I can teach. Um, please, God, let them do that again. Yes, but the, these are controversial issues. Oh, fuck. They are interesting. They turn people on. Let's do that. And why, then, why wait to teach some, teach a kid that? You know, they're going to learn it anyway. I mean, yes. shit, it, it's better to let them learn it early on and understand it instead of them getting hit by a truck with it, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing is, because you did it in what, fifth or sixth grade, I don't know. I, yeah, it was, it was something like that. I don't remember exactly what year, but but because you did it then by the time you hit it in high school, I'm sure you knew what the fuck was going on as opposed to suddenly, suddenly just, you know, if if someone, you know, if, if you're in 11th grade and somebody says, great, go home and read act one of Hamlet and you do that by yourself, you, I, I don't care how smart you are. You're going to go what? Yeah, we but for real, <laughs> but oh, particularly because uh, you know that's a different language, you know. Yeah, it, it it really is. This is not the English that we speak. And I mean, you know, you can spend five, six hours trying to explain to be or not to be to somebody, and that's just one tiny piece. Um, so if I have already turned you on to this idea and you already have some basic understanding of the language, then when you get to high school and you are ready to deal with some of the more serious questions, like one I never brought up when, when, when I taught it to you was, are Hamlet and Ophelia fucking and is she pregnant? Because I think she is. I, I, I always gonna, thought so. Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> to ask you that as a fifth grader. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> not where I'm going to go. But we got all sorts of other shit that we, that we could do. There's plenty of other stuff. And uh, God, please let our kids do that. Stop anyway. squashing curiosity. That's what exactly. they beat it out of us, you know. And, you know, I, w- I always default to Neil deGrasse Tyson on this one because he made this he made this brilliant um, fucking case. He was speaking in front of a, a crowd in some stadium somewhere. I think it was like a, a college basketball game or a high school basketball game or something. And a kid comes up and asks a kid question, which kid questions are the best questions on earth. The, the uh, like unbounded curiosity. Um, and he he went into this thing on on like that's the like that's the best question. You know, we need to we need to encourage this. We actually need, you know, kids to play and get messy when a kid, you know, is pulling pots and pans out of the cupboard and banging on them. You know, yes, that's annoying. You go you go stop that. Don't do that. You're making a mess. So, you know, but really what's happening there is that's an experiment in acoustics. You know, and for the kid. they're discovering the world for the first time and they beat that out of us. Uh, as as a culture, we beat that out of our kids, and that is a moral failure on an unthinkable level. The amount of creativity that we have squashed out by this backwards puritanical bullshit. And if you need if you need an example of like how this shit goes wrong, like have you ever met like 
let's say a Mormon who just lived in their tiny little like teeny tiny tinker town with their one little book and their one little version of reality coming out into the world for the first time. And like, you know, today, like this day and age going out into the world and seeing a black person for the first time and going, holy shit, like that is, you know, sheltering. There was a, there was a point there to talk about helicopter parenting. Oh, you know, you we got to protect our kids from the world. It's like, well, you are preparing them to be fucking crushed by it. You know that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, by, re- by taking away all of their power, all of their imagination, all their creativity, all of their strength by not allowing them to skin their fucking knees. You know, and this is a, this is a more deeper philosophical thing. I'm not getting like crunchy, like, yes, the soil microbiota are great. This, the best immune system, go suck on a lemon and drink some fucking cayenne. <laughs> what, whatever, whatever the hippies are saying, like uh, uh, charge your butthole with sunlight. Uh, to go walk barefoot <laughs> in a, in a fucking grassy field to absorb negative ions to the earth. They say all kinds of crazy shit along this lines. It's like, no, that's the best medicine. No, I did. There's a real fucking thing here <laughs> that it, it, more people need to be standing up and fighting uh, on this very loudly and firmly and saying like, no, this is, this is not okay. What, what is happening here fun on a fundamental basic human human level is not okay. It's backwards. It's ignorant. Mm-hmm. And it's as it, I mean, I keep saying puritanical, but it is like that just kind of like backwards, I don't have a better word. Well, uh, I need a thesaurus teacher. <laughs> when you say the puritanical thing, what comes to mind, of course, is the Puritan work ethic, which I think was, you know, a bad idea 600 years ago, but a worse one now. Oh, yeah. um, and the idea that, you know, school now has to be about, I'm going to prepare you for a life of work. And no, I don't want to prepare you for that. I want to prepare you for life of excitement, adventure, imagination, thoughts, ideas. And you have to wonder how many of us are actually stifled geniuses? Because you, look, I have to go to work, I have to make money so that I can, and you do, yes, this is the world in which we live. You're damn right, I'm afraid you're gonna have to go to work, you're gonna have to make enough money to pay the rent, sucks. Um, how many people, how many great artists are sitting there, great dancers, painters, singers, actors, podcasters are sitting there uh, spending, you know, 50, 60 hours a week at work, coming home exhausted and unfulfilled, who could have been doing something more beautiful and quite frankly, more important if we could abandon this Puritan work ethic. And yes, I would love to have a universal basic income so that everybody's needs are met. And then, you know, you want to make some more money? Great. Go out and, 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 and get a job and you can have a nicer car. But um, otherwise, please stay home and do your thing, whatever that is, you know, so that we don't have to keep stepping on your ability to create and, 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 and to live your life. It's the Plato's cave thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we kind of force generationally we just pipe people into plato's cave and then go no 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 don't go out there <laughs> yeah. you'll go out into the sunlight and realize that you at you act you actually have something to like do you can actually like be a leader on something create something new instead of 
uh, just sitting there and staring at the shadows on the wall. What a fucking miserable life! Yeah, to yeah. be to be manufactured <laughs> to to play a tiny role as a little cog in a big machine that just makes billions upon billions of dollars for a tiny handful of assholes just so that you can afford to fucking eat and have a roof over your head. And you always wonder, why do you need a billion dollars exactly? Because, I mean, you can't spend all that. It, yeah, no. You, you know, and... You know, I, I, I don't think that when you are making $15 an hour that you really need to be donating lots of money to other people because, hey, you're going to have to be able to pay rent. You're going to have to be able to eat. And if you're if you're like me, somebody's going to have to loan you some money so you can go get an ounce because, <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. but but when you have a billion dollars, I mean, you know, it. it you better be building fucking rocket ships yeah. for real and trying to get us to Mars yeah. or, <laughs> or, or end homelessness, you know, I mean, or, or yeah. uh, Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, another great example. Yeah, right. they've, they've done amazing things with their billions. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they're with, and, and this is a cultural thing. It, this is largely just a cultural thing um, that if we made, you know, almost kind of like pathological altruism that's that's how it manifests for me it's totally pathological but it would just culturally reinforced altruism <laughs> in a way I, I think it would move the needle quite a bit uh on a lot of this shit because oh, it yeah. is it does take a village i mean it's an old sentence for a fucking reason um yeah and yeah. one of the things that they that we try to do occasionally as a government and then it keeps getting shut down and I've damn near lost as to why we had a thing called the national endowment for the arts yep. and artists could apply and, and get a few bucks to do something. And I mean, it's like a penny out of your paycheck. Okay. But no, I'm not spending money on that because I don't like their art. Yeah. First off, who, who made you the judge of what is good art? Second, yeah. good art is what makes, you have a healthier society then and exactly. we invest next to nothing in it god please let us we invest i think last i did the the back of the napkin calculation we invest like two billion we spend two to two and a half billion dollars a day a day on the military can you imagine what we could do with like $2 billion dollars in uh, arts fucking funding. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys like get what I'm saying. Uh, and I mean, like, look at NASA. NASA, I think now is 0.48% of the national budget. That's less than half a penny on every dollar. Yeah. Imagine if we just made that a full penny and just yeah. said, okay, NASA can have a whole penny. We'd be on fucking Mars. Do you guys understand oh, yeah. now? No, it's still true. Oh God, so frustrating, so frustrating. <laughs> That's why we just gotta shine shine light on this shit and uh, rip people from the tracks of the uh, <laughs> story train of misery, save them, <laughs> and uh, get them to be heroes of light to fucking help us with this shit. Because we gotta save the goddamn world or die trying, and we have to believe that we can do it. We have to reject the idea that was beat into us when we were kids, most of us, um, the handful of us who made it out of that mean meat grinder intact, we have to tell these people to believe. 
Believe. I know that sounds like a cat poster, but it's true. Okay, we're all going to jail for Morgan Freeman here, but cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how the levels were on that. A little low, but that's okay. And if you're uh, going to remix, then I'll boost it in post. Yeah, that's dude. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't want it to come through too loud and be jarring and be like, "What the fuck?" Because I, I, you're, I know you're both wearing headphones. And I, yeah. I did that blind. I went to YouTube and found it and, <laughs> and clipped it. Uh, it's a great line. Yeah. Yeah. If, well, well uh, guys, it sounds like a cat poster, but it's fucking true. Yeah. Right. Well, if we're all going to jail, make it loud enough that it was worth it. So exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I, I I've got it at fifty four minutes and fifteen seconds, and you know, sixty minutes is as long as I have gone in a long time without a nicotine uh-huh. fix and beating people to a pulp. Um, so, um, but I, I, I think I'm very proud of what we have here tonight and, oh, yeah. um, I'm, I'm very excited about, you know, first time in 25. Oh, one other thing while I have you here and yes. it's a tiny, it's a tiny little thing, but it, it, it recurs in my head every once in a while. Didn't you at some point as a grown up actually do something with that stupid thing, the holiday mouse? So, yes, I did. And, um. We, so we did a, like a holiday, uh, kids camp and we took a week out of a kid's, you know, holiday break and mm-hmm. we put them through the rigors of, of, uh, you know, an acting class, you know, yeah. and, uh, we had, we had people, uh, kids of all ages and we ended up producing the holiday mouse, um, for about, uh, I think there was like 80 people that came, um, Awesome. to see it yeah it was wonderful uh and and it was great too because we got to uh we double casted it with with kids we had that many kids Smart. that were excited about it and Smart. um and it was just it was just fun you know it was something to get they get the kids started into theater and what a better i mean honestly what a better uh way to do it you know it's uh, it's a it's a very easy read and yeah. it's funny and it's 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 just perfect for that sort of thing. Well, it gives you a chance if you want to, you know, if you have uh, some actors that really want to screw around, you know, uh, Dr. What the hell is his name? Uh, Ziggledorf or something. Yep. He, th- these are fun parts if you want to screw around. Um, exactly. And Jenner, Jenner won't know, but The Holiday Mouse is something I wrote, I don't know, 35 years ago. And it's a stupid, really? stupid, stupid little <laughs> Christmas play for kids and yep. we have it we we because in those days you had to be very careful about you no christmas stuff new church and state which is great i'm up for, but so mm-hmm. um we had elfmas and mousemas and uh-huh. you had the long tail mice and the short tail mice i mean i hadn't even thought yet there is no them we are all us but that's the solution to the play is that all the mice get together to to escape from dr ziggledorf's lab and his evil shrink uh mouse shrinking ray and yep. stupid shit like a santa claus shows up at the end there are stupid christmas songs in it um um but even the narrator the narrator even has a uh a song too it's it's you know you break the fourth wall and everything there's literally everything that you that if you could have fun with in theater it's in that that play yeah and it's like what 12 pages long or something Something like that yeah (laughs) yeah you know um but it I, I would think we're going to need to produce that, Fred, and no. we're going to need to cast kids. I mean, as an as an audio listening experience. Oh, my God. We, oh we, wouldn't we, that be let's fun? Let's horse it for Christmas. That's like a radio show. That year. would be a ball. 
Oh, I want to smoke up and do that. That would be so cool. Yeah, we got to cast kit. We got to cast a bunch of kids yeah. Yeah, to do the roles. Um, uh, we, could find, we could find them. Studio mics, or I got a field recorder we can send out. Uh, oh, that would be a ball. Yeah. Yeah. Would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's cool because I direct music and everything. Did, what did you did you play Doctor Ziggledorf in that? I don't even know. So what I played I, Michael I in. Oh, okay. In, so we did it. We did it. Oh gosh, we did it both years. So fifth, fifth and sixth grade, we did it both years. I was Michael in fifth grade, and then I was the narrator in sixth grade. There you go. Okay, and uh, but you know, it's just it's pure fun, um, and it was something that I. And honestly, yeah, I sat home one night, got stoned, and said, "Hey, let me do this." <laughs> You know, looking back on it now, when I read through it, you know, before we did it, I was all shit. He's he was totally high the whole time. <laughs> I really was. I really was. <laughs> oh, great! Nail it! Nail it! Nail it! Um, uh, we're doing it this year, man. We're doing okay, it we, Christmas but goals. It, but it's cool because because you know I wrote it when I got stoned one night. The kid, you know, little Robert does this for two years. He grows up and he produces it with somebody else. And I think you're the only other living person who has ever produced that stupid play. But cool, yeah. I, it's it, it, it's kind of like an honor when someone else does your work. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, so I, thank I you remember. I, I do you re, I, maybe you remember? Um, we did what was that musical called that you wrote? It was based on Styx music. Oh God, uh, Rosasia. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I okay. So I thought of that the other day, and I was all, "Holy shit, Fred's gonna love this shit so much." <laughs> I don't remember a lick of it, like of the actual yeah. story, but I yeah. just remember the like it was a whole school wide thing that we did. Yeah. Oh yeah, it, it was fun. It was nuts. Uh, the story was stupid as hell. I, it had to do with an island. Uh, I don't even remember, but they, there's an island. And then uh, once again, in order to solve the problem, we all had to work together. I'll be damned if yep. I remember what it was. I still have copies of it here somewhere. I have no oh, doubt. Man. But um, And actually, it was based on a song by a guy that no one's ever heard of named Yutaka Yokakura. And I remember that long before I can see you, I feel you, Brasasia, your strong apple breeze and your warm embrace, something like that. I remember that song. Um, and again, I got high one night. <laughs> well, when you find that, I, I want that. I want it so bad. Okay. Well, utterly illegal, just so you know. Oh, I, mean, I don't get it. I've always, I, I steal ruthlessly. I really Absolutely. do. I've, I've used most of Jenner. Jenner gave me one of his CDs, and guess what? It's all over my shit. I steal. I don't care. I, you know, it's okay. Um, um, but I mean, Jenner what, will do you, what you just said about him doing the Christmas, but using the work, you are the only person who's ever used my work um, yeah. in, the, in that way. And Robert's uh, the only one that's ever sure. used mine, so there we go. Um, yep, exactly. What a cool, cool connection that we have. All right, I have to be done, but I, I, first off, Robert, thank you so much for the equipment, but thank you for for joining us because this was a kick for me. I, I really yeah. enjoyed this. So um, yeah, honestly, anytime. I I love I love chatting it up, and as I said, us three we have about the same mindsets, so. Anytime you want me to to chime in on anything, please just let me know, and I'm 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 all up for it. Awesome. All right. The, all right. Do you have anything you want to plug? Do you have a show coming up or anything that you want to so, plug? Right now, unfortunately, not really any shows. But um, I've got like my band. We we do. Uh, so we 
we're set up like a bluegrass band, but we do kind of comedy folk, um, pop music. It's kind of crazy. We, we have a guitar, a banjo, a washed up bass, and then barbershop harmonies. And, um, it's like just comedy banter. So it's like the Smothers Brothers, but there's four of us. Cool. That so like a yeah, we are the we're called the High D Boys. So kind of like the High Desert Boys, but we say that the D is undefined, so people can just you know wonder what the D is all about, and um, or that yeah. the D actually has nothing to do with it, and you're all just stoned when you're performing. It, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we uh, we actually got um, two of our albums on Spotify. So okay. if yeah, if if, nice. if you go onto Spotify and just search Heidi Boys, that's H I G H hyphen D and then B O Y S, uh, you can find us doing any songs from like Megan Trainer songs to Kiss songs, you know, and, cool. and everything in between. All right. Now, question: do, do do you get like nailed for licensing and shit on this, or what? You don't have enough money to pay for all that. So, so how do you paid for all of it? Really, and you paid for the rights to the songs. Yeah. And well, it's okay, not, now I have to ask. Not, it's not uh, cheap at all. Um, That's what I was going to say. It's not at all. So, um, but luckily, I go through a um, uh, what is it called? Um, a distribution site called DistroKid, and what they do is they make it super easy um, to actually get like get the rights um, to the right people. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think we pay, we pay so much for each time it's streamed. And then every year we pay a certain amount of money per track. So, mm-hmm. um, but a lot of it is under parody law. Okay. So, because we, because we, you're doing this comedy. So yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. So that's, that is one reason why it will, it will be fine. Um, but we did pay just in case, you know, uh, yeah. cause I, I would hate to get a cease and desist from like Sony music and we can't do that, that song anymore or, or, or we can't, you know, make any money from it anymore. Yeah. But do you make enough money that, that you can afford? Oh, to... hell no. <laughs> okay. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Um, oh. it's, you know, we, we, God, I think we, I think we broke 20 bucks and we've been on there for a year. Okay. Well, hey, it's exciting, you know, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. I don't, you know, to, to spend a thousand bucks for, for for a $20 return, not so cool, you know? No, um, no. but I mean, yeah. one of the things too is we, we are definitely a live band because, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's, there's always like, oh, you got to hear them um, there or, you know, you hear bands that are like, oh, they're better on CD. That's complete opposite yeah. for us because we cool. are, we are like a show We're we're an experience, you know, mm-hmm. just like your podcast, it, it's an experience and we are an experience um, because we sit there and talk about random shit and then we play, you know, Tenacious D or, you know, some shit <laughs> like that. So <laughs> great. Yeah. I'm going to need to check this out. I, I have it written down here. Oh yeah. Uh, it's high D boys. Yeah, so it is. It is a ton of fun. So check out High D Boys, check out the Mindwave podcast, check out Fred's Front Porch podcast. And and so now I have plugged everybody that needs to be plugged. So And oh, if yeah. you get really, really, really high, listen to Pig Shit Taco, <laughs> which is my one of my personas, uh, where I just make a 
the silliest remixes and uh there's one song in there that's my signature piece called dog poopies it's a rap song about picking up dog shit oh i love it uh it's uh that's that's cheddar that's well, that's totally went. down my alley i love it pig shit is one word one word p-a-g-s-h-i-t pig shit uh taco Pick taco is T-A-C-O, right? You're not oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, ta- taco right. like okay. a regular taco. On, <laughs> right, on SoundCloud. Well, SoundCloud. gentlemen. <laughs> the storms of change are always blowing through the Mindwave universe. Thank you for hosting, Uncle Fred. Uh, this episode of Mindwave, which is, is going to be uh, fucking phenomenal. And thank you so much, Robert, for of course. for joining and for joining me and helping Uncle Fred with the starship. Uh, that's like m- mega huge. Uh, I I could have done it. I I could have just got yeah. I'll get you all the accessories too. But <clears throat> where's the fun in it, that? It, it it was yeah. actually kind of like a secret gift. Like let me give somebody else the opportunity to get on get in on this really insanely rad shit I'm doing. So I'm exactly. like thrilled as hell that you were like, oh fuck yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yep. Uh and to listeners out there, he still needs a stand, a laptop stand, I believe. So <laughs> we gotta get him that uh, that elute that spacecraft aluminum grade uh, stand to get his machine upright and circulating air yes we do uh but i have been jenner that's been uncle fred from fred's front porch if you're not subscribed uh what the fuck is wrong with you robert thank you again for joining and uh stick around for a second after we cut the recording because it has to mix down and all that before we actually say bye-bye but yeah bye kids thanks for uh thanks for listening you bet bye-bye
Someday I'd like to trade and you shoes I'd like to see how you see yourself through me I wonder if you'd follow you Or if you'd fall for you follow that with anything but gratitudes. These are the people who make Mindwave happen. Me, obviously. Fred Eater. Phil Ord. Jesse Rogers. Lena Miller. Rob J. Wilson. Travis Meyer. Heather Cook. Julia May, Jereen Elkins, Corey Wilcox, Greg and Teresa Zeno, Jessica Patino, Matthew James, Corey Cottrell, Ron Russell, Scott Santens. And there's a special place here for Natalie London. Now the piece of music you heard at the end here is from Natalie. We went to high school together once upon a time. And um, she's quite pow- quite possibly the most powerful musician I've ever stumbled across on earth. Um, she radically transformed my life in my darkest moments, that album in particular. It's called Integral from A to B. Her band was called Diligas, D-I-L-L-I-G-A-S. 
and that stands for do I look like I give a shit? And if that isn't mind wave, I don't know what is. Now, when I'm initially, when the cosmos screamed at me that, of course, you need to end it with shine, I was like, well, um, uh, let me ask. Obviously, so I uh, popped off a quick Facebook message to Natalie and said, hey, um, I would really like to use this song. close out the episode and um, her response was oh my goodness shine I don't even think I have a copy of that song I'd love to hear the song and of course the podcast but of course you're welcome to use it and when I got this I started crying profusely <laughs> and of course I sent my message back like how do you how do you not have a copy of this so I googled it over to her, and she goes, "Dude, what the fuck? This is blowing my mind. You're awesome. Uh, what's the podcast about?" Also, fuck, my music has changed so much. Didn't know you heard any of it. I heard all of it, <laughs> and um, that's really, really special. And uh, Natalie, thank you to the ends of the cosmos for allowing me um, to end out this episode with that piece. If you hadn't, I would have done it anyway because it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission. Um, I was totally going to do it anyway, but um, thank you for giving me your blessing and allowing me to share that with the world because I'm convinced it's the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> no, the, no disparagement to... Um, the other work there's something really special there and um, thank you for letting me include it and thank you for responding as she lives on the other side of the world now she lives in Europe um, so from across an ocean in the middle of the night while I was drunkily slapping this episode together totally impromptu by the way from the other ends of the earth. She gave me her blessing to say, yeah, of course, share that. I would like to hear it too. I haven't heard it in a while. I don't even have a copy of that. So, cosmic gratitude to Natalie and to everyone else in this mission, everybody else who's trying to make this possible in whatever way, There are too many of you to name, but I'm going to try, however humbly, to start getting a lot better about letting you know how important you are to this story and this mission, which exploring the human experience is just scratching the surface. Our goal we have one is to save the world or die trying I love you thanks for listening